Good evening, afternoon. Good afternoon, loyal listeners of the Run Your Mouth podcast. It's been a long week with no podcast, but we're back. We're back in action, talking about bank collapses, talking about these Russian jets trying to get us into World War III, talking about Kamala Harris getting onto the news, laughing her ass off. Oh my God, we've got all sorts of topics. You know what happens when we go a whole week without podcasting? We get organized. We end up in overdrive. We end up with more news and information than you could possibly find out on any other place that you go to. But while we wait for the good folks to show up to the live stream, uh, why not plug my weekly Wednesday show every 8 p.m. at Cafe Bohemia. Come hang out. It's me, my friends. Use promo code FIRE. It's five bucks. That's all it's going to cost you. And then you can stick around afterwards for some live jazz. You can have a drink with me upstairs. It's a good old time. That summer porch tour is uh, we're starting to put that thing together. Email me with porches, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. People are sending me their emails. I have to actually sit down and respond. I got to actually sit down and go, I got your email and I still don't want to make any decisions at this time, but you're, you're now on file for consideration. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I got to become more of a bureaucracy and be like, you got to figure out, you have to actually file the proper application. Uh, we're going to need uh, pictures of, of porches, like really big dog, the nice people that are willing to let me throw parties in their backyard. That's what I should do. I should really big dog these people and be like, if you want to be considered for the Run Your Mouth fifth season of Summer Porch Tour, uh, you're going to have to take a security <laughs> cleaning call. There's an application fee. Uh, we need booby pictures and pictures of your porches and a full itemized menu of what you will f- be feeding me while I take up residency at your house with you making no money. That, that's going to be some reports to where we're going to get there. We're going we're gonna to get to a level of fame and fortune where people that want me to throw parties in their backyards are going to have to wait on a line and fill out application forms. But for now, we keep it real simple. You just email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. You let me know your location. You let me know if you actually got a wife cool enough to let us throw a party in your backyard. Or maybe your wife recently left. Or maybe you're going to throw her out for the weekend. Maybe that's what you're going to do. I, it's not between me and your wife how you figure out how to have me throw a party in your backyard. That's between you and her. And then you just come to me and let me know if you got a backyard that we could be doing a summer porch store in. And uh, we will make it happen. All right, let's get into the news because I got a lot to cover. It's been a whole week. I got, I got a, We are clogged up here. We're about to enema the news out of my asshole. That is how much news is going to be coming diarrheaed straight up your face at the next couple minutes because we got we got a whole week of backlog news. So here, first, why don't we hit today's topics? What are we going to be discussing on today's Run Your Mouth podcast? What do we got? Producer man, hit that fancy news song that lets people know that we're a professional broadcast. All right, on today's episode, we've got coverage of which lady in the Biden family has the most money from China and the secrets to avoid showering with Joe. With the bailed out banks bailing out the other banks is anything other than your personal savings going belly up. Now that the Fed has thrown its support behind wealthy investment bankers, what companies will they gut for profit next? Got to keep those vulture capitalists in business. Next, did Fauci accidentally pay for the COVID-19 virus twice? That's a real story. That one we're actually going to be getting into. And then lastly, and probably most important on the list, Meta announces huge round of layoffs, but is there still a team in place working on improvements to jerking off in 3D? Because that's really the only thing anyone buys one of those Meta face masks for, is so that you can jerk off in three dimensions. And it's good, but it's not great. And so don't give up yet. I feel like you guys were so close to coming up with the greatest thing that ever happened in the world for jerking off. And jerking off is already pretty great, but you guys were making it better. And I feel like you were right there, 
So just Facebook, if it, it, listen to me, just got the rest of it. Doesn't matter. All the, all the other fun things that you think were going on on meta, you don't need it. It all sucks. But keep the, keep the jerking off team in place. I'll, I'll come join you guys. I think I have some ideas. Believe me, I've done my research here and I feel like I might be the most qualified person to lead your meta uh, jerking off uh, team. Because I'm sure that team still exists, and you probably need people who are willing to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more openly about it. Roscoe wants to know why does he look like he's going golfing. I'm not going golfing. It's just it was cold in the apartment, and it's not like we do wardrobe before the show. We just sometimes don't do laundry, and then you get down to your old nice sweater stash instead of the zippered sweatshirts that you normally wear. All right, and you guys typically. When I run the topics at you at the top of the show, I know a lot of you guys have been watching the show for a long time and some of you people are new and some of you can't tell what's nonsense and what's not. But if you really follow the news, you would know it's all true. There's nothing ever said on this show that is anything other than 1000% factual. The most factual of any broadcast you've ever heard in your entire life. You hear that YouTube algorithm? I'm making, I'm making bold claims here that we're 1000% fact checked. All right, so here you go. This is from CBS News. U.S. government agencies may have been double-billed for projects in Wuhan, China. Records indicate probe launch. So not only did we give over money to the Communist Chinese Party so that they could uh, make improvements to their bioweapons program, because, uh, you know, when you're going to be creating trade wars, wars with adversary countries and claim that they are your enemy, it's also important that you work with their scientists on uh, what can double double as bioweapons research. That's important. And uh, sometimes you really need that bioweapons research to happen quickly because the presidents over here have banned doing gain-of-function research. And you're like, well, that's no problem. I'm already uh, sponsoring bioweapons research in China, so I'm sure I can give them a call. And sometimes you're uh, Anthony Fauci, and you're working for your overlords, and you're behind schedule on releasing deadly viruses. You know the WHO, that team, they sat down, the Bill Gates of the world's, they, 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 they're like, we've already run our model about this pandemic to push some vaccines and we're behind schedules here. Once again, YouTube, if we're in the algorithm, I would like to remind you that we are 1000% fact check. So before you listen to this and start saying that perhaps it's misinformation, uh, you should probably check with my fact checking team because we're the most fact checked of any institution broadcasting in all of America. The other ones aren't a thousand percent fact checked. You know, they, they might be, uh, mostly accurate they might even be treated as entertainers but this is the only program that's a thousand percent fact check so i'm just saying if we're if, if there's a problem within the youtube algorithm that up front we're talking about uh covid and the fact that fauci went over there and bought himself this was a dangerous one to be doing i'm, I'm kidding uh overlords of youtube i'd like to remind you that i'm an upstanding citizen of the youtube community and that uh, we don't know what we're talking about, but this is in fact a CBS News article letting you know that when Fauci went over to China and he bought a virus, he paid for it twice. He was double-billed because it was a rush order. It wasn't even that he was double-billed. He was, I, I really need that thing. I, I got it. We're behind schedule. We got to get it out. We got to get it. I don't care if it's done or not. Just, just, you don't, you don't have it in a bat yet. Well, just, just put it into one of the scientists and send them into the wet market. Well, that's what we're going to claim it came from the wet market anyways. For two years, we're going to pay the EcoHealth Alliance. We're going to be talking about the science. So don't worry. Don't worry if you can't even get it into a bat yet. Just just, 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 I'll, I'll, just send me the invoice twice. I'll pretend like I accidentally paid you guys twice. It's not a problem. I, I, I don't care about the cost of this thing. I just, I just need that thing out in the world already. 
All right. What other topics do we got? Uh, Russian fighter jets, fighter jets forced down U.S. drone. Firstly, I just like this line. Americans were calling it. The U.S. called the Russian maneuvers dangerous, reckless, and environmentally unsound. And if the best you can come up with is that blowing up your planes are bad for the environment, that's really the best you could do? You couldn't be like, hey, you guys are escalating this thing towards World War III? Or you couldn't be like, hey, we're trying not to fight a war with you, but we're flying our jets over there to do reconnaissance and give information to the Ukrainians, but you got to leave those things alone? The best spin that you could come up with, I mean, Putin's a war criminal, but now that he's taken on doing environmentally unsound things, I mean, we blew up their pipeline and and, and sent an endless stream of, uh, of oil into the ocean. But when they took down one of our, then that, that this is, this is going too far. I mean, forget the fact that we already called him a war criminal. The fact that he recklessly doesn't care about the environment by taking down one of our drones. You know, here's the thing about our drones. First is, and I get a little bit nervous about things here. Oh, I forgot to share my screen. You know, you guys, you guys didn't even realize the articles that I've, I've actually, you, you, you've been thinking that this is all nonsense this entire time. Hold on, hold on. You guys don't even realize. I'm not, I'm not making these things up here. Look, that's from Week Magazine. And then beforehand, we, we, well, no, 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 we're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way, everybody. There you go. Look, it's the CBS News article. I wasn't lying about it. There is a CBS News article. U.S. government agencies may have been double-billed for projects in Wuhan, China. Record, records indicate probe launch. There you go, YouTube. All right, Russian fighter jets forced drown U.S. drone. Dangerous. There it is. Wasn't making that one up either. Uh, anyone else kind of find themselves a little bit rooting for Russia? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a treasonous trader over here with a stock trading record of buying Vanek Russia at the beginning of the war. You know, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. We're already balls deep into Russian disinformation because that's the only way to become a thousand percent fact checked is if you actually, uh, work with the Russians, uh, and you get funding from them. There's no other way to be 1000% fact checked on the information that you give over to the, uh, to the good people of, of the American public. So anyways, well, it's not so much that I'm rooting for Russia as much as, you know, you kind of want America to learn a couple lessons here. One is don't put a guy with dementia in charge. That's not a great idea. It's almost like if you got a dumb friend who keeps on getting into fights, like, and then he starts a fight with a, with like a big old bouncer who doesn't just knock him out, but like wraps him up really bad and then carries him outside. And then you, you hope he realizes, oh, maybe I shouldn't just be walking around trying to start fights over here. And I mean, it's amazing that, you know, I basically am just out here like some fucking kumbaya hippie just going, maybe we can just get along, man. Maybe we don't have to fight each other. You know, that, that, that's it. I, I just come with peaceful blessings. Maybe that's what I got to do. I got to start taping this from, uh, from Washington Square Park with those people who are so insane that somebody played the music of uh, like a chime thing that you would put in your backyard. You know, like creepy chime things. I don't know why anyone has a chime thing. You put up a chime thing in your yard and all of a sudden you go from a tranquil evening with light breezes to feeling like you're in a horror movie. Is there any person in the entire world that enjoys the, 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 the sweet sounds of a chime thing in your backyard? The second you hear one, it's the creepiest noise in the entire world. It's literally the sounds of a horror movie where you're sitting down in your backyard, you hear a peaceful breeze, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's an axe murder that's going to come after me. But for some reason, you get those, uh, those people in Washington Square Park, and they like sitting around, and they like playing their chime music. 
But I'm thinking maybe I should start recording Run Your Mouth from in front of those people so that I can share my Kumbaya Lord peaceful message of, hey, let's just not have a war with Russia because this thing is incredibly stupid. And so here we are, and our drones, you know, they're out there. And, well, here, why don't we actually watch the footage? We can watch the footage of the uh, Russian plane taking out one of our drones. Here's their footage. And I'm thinking maybe our drones struggle with missions that aren't blowing up kids at a wedding. I mean, we haven't tested these things for real combat. When it comes to pretending like we're not at war and then blowing up, you know, children like that, drones are great at that. We've got a 10 year track record of being able to go into countries pretending like we're not at war and blowing up peaceful civilians. And by the way, like I said, we're, we're hired from the Russians now because that's the only way to get a thousand percent fact check. So that, that's really the you won't hear that information from anybody else. I mean, that, 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 that's that's only Russian disinformation. The fact that we've accidentally droned kids uh, in other countries when they were trying to celebrate a, we, uh, a wedding. Uh, but what is that? What do you think our militaries think? We're like, ah, shit. I thought these things were supposed to be really advanced. You're telling me that if we just actually fight a war with someone who's just got like your basic planes, maybe that's not a basic plane that took it out, but it looks like an F-16. Didn't even need to shoot a gun at it. Didn't even need to like, I thought these things were supposed to be all stealth and shit. Not only did, were they able to, I guess, spot the thing being up in, in the air over there, they didn't even need to shoot at it to take it out. They basically just took a t dump on it. They basically said, they basically, I bet that guy was sitting there just laughing like, I, I'm going to dump on this plane. Ha, ha, ha. And then he just fucking flew past it and just let out his oil onto the plane. And then I guess uh, our, our drones are so bad, they can't even take an oil leak onto them. They got to they crash land and then they got to crash land and then they got to call up Russia. Here, here's the next article. What do we got? What do we got? We got our leaders. The Pentagon chief says he spoke to his Russian counterpart about the drone incident. He said, he called him up and he was like, hey, no fair, Russia, you're not allowed to shoot back. That's not the way that this thing is supposed to go. We're, we're supposed to be sending our soldiers in. We're, we're supposed to be able to fly in your airspace. We're supposed to be able to call you guys war criminals. We're supposed to be able to go invade other countries and you guys aren't allowed to shoot back at us. That's not the way that this thing's supposed to work. Doesn't it fire? I mean, how, how much longer does this thing have to go before we're actually at war with Russia? And with that being said, in terms of avoiding a war with Russia, here we got Slovakia joins fellow NATO members, Poland, in sending fighter jets to Ukraine. So the people in Ukraine even know how to fly fighter jets. Do they have like a whole squad of fighter jet pilots, but they've all been training on the one shitty plane? It's like the way Jamaica had a bobsled team. It, like these are the underdogs they are actually great pilots, but they've all just been training on the one plane hoping that one day other countries would want to fight Russia but not actually go to war with Russia and now all these people are finally going to get their chance to fly in some planes because we're going to like are there that many pilots in Ukraine who are just good ready to go have already been trained on these things but they just were never able to buy the planes does Ukraine have like an entire uh military force of pilots down there they, they've all been trained what like so so we're sending tanks in there and we're sending planes down in there. Have we secretly been training these people for a lot of years? So that, and, 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 and as it is, what, so we just did this so that more of the Ukrainians can die? All right. And just in case you didn't think that uh, the American people were, uh, were behind this.
So uh, we have Kamala Harris. The other night she went on to uh, Colbert's show. And with the amount that Kamala laughs at her own jokes, um, if you went by that as the metric, the amount that Kamala laughs at her own jokes, she is the funniest person in America. I don't even know why she doesn't have her own late night talk show. I mean, if you're going off the metric of how much this lady laughs at what she has to say, I mean, this is the world's funniest person. So she finally has an opportunity to get onto the airwaves. And by the way, I I think I figured something out about Kamala Harris. I think she's actually purposely pretending to be retarded because like Biden's already got his cover of having dementia. But when this thing goes to shit and they actually accidentally get us into World War III with Russia and all the banks collapse and everyone wants to point fingers, you're going to want to have some sort of a track record of the fact that you were mentally ill or retarded. So that way no one holds you accountable. So Biden, we've all seen him shuffling. We've seen him uh, shaking hands with ghosts. We've seen the fact that he can't walk. We've seen him falling downstairs. I actually, I don't fault him for falling downstairs. If you recorded me on stairs all the time, I take some trips on stairs. And it's usually going up the stairs where you're like, you just kind of miss a step and then you have that little stumble, but I got better balance. I don't just fall down the entire thing. You think before Biden's out of his presidency, we'll actually see him fall over an entire thing of stairs? Why can't you get an elevator? I mean, the guy's the president of the United States of America. You're telling me that we don't have like an elevator thing that you could pull up to that that just goes up the one floor or you can't have a presidential escalator. They don't have a presidential escalator or get the equivalent of uh, of like a ski slope type deal where you get a rope and maybe you harness him in and he just kind of pretends to walk, but then he gets shuffled and you only film him from a camera angle. So you can't see the fact that he's actually roped to the staircase and can't fall down. You see the problems that I could solve if people actually sent me money and just hired me. You know what? Robbie, the fire consulting services, not only are we doing summer porch tour, but if I'm in your town and you want me to come into your business and tell you everything that's wrong with it with simple solutions, uh, it, it, it won't even, it won't even cost you a lot of money for my consulting services. And if you got a sales floor, I'll get, I'll, I'll tape it. I'll get on that sales fall floor. I'll take calls with your team. I'll coach them through it. And I'm not telling you that I'll do a better job than any of these people are doing, but I am telling you that I'll cut, I'll, I'll send you a check for my services. And, and who knows, maybe there's simple practical solutions to the things that are going wrong in your life that instantly I could just take one look at and go, Hey, this makes no sense. That's where my, I I haven't harnessed the power of my Jukun energy to be profitable enough. Sure, we're on this show and, and, and I yell in my living room and I point out all the flaws that exist in all these different places, but very rarely do I get a phone call from government, from news agencies or from others just going, oh my God, your practical insights and wisdoms, would you just come over here and just give us the tips instead of yelling them uh, to a small audience on the internet? So that's what I'd like to do. This summer porch store, I'd like to make practical use of my services because sometimes there's just practical solutions right there. And, and by the way, I'm not guaranteeing solutions. You're going to get a bill for my services either way, paid up front before I come into your office and harass your employees and pretend like I have a better understanding of the job that they should be doing than them while they're doing it, which is essentially business consulting. And I, I got more nice sweaters like this. So I'll, I'll wear nice sweaters when I'm in your office to make it look like I'm, I, I'm so... I'm such I'm so wealthy and good at what I do. I'm temporarily taking a break from golfing so that I could come to your office and tell your employees how they're doing their job wrong, even though I have no real understanding of what they do. But I'll sell it. We can have some fun with this, everybody. All right. That was uh that was a chaotic tangent. I was trying to talk about Kamala Harris, right, and how she's on the news 
And the reason why I think she's pretending to be so obsessed and find buses and space to be so funny is because she needs to have a public record of her mental illness so that when things fall apart, she could be like, yeah, I was mentally ill also. I don't know why you guys, I wasn't even voted in by the public. You guys put me in to be with the dementia guy. So that's on you. All right. So here's what she said. Let's read the quote. So as vice president, I've now met with over 100 world leaders, presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And when you've had the experience of meeting and understanding the significance again of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America sterning firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial integrity, the significance of standing firm against any nation that would try to take by force another nation. If you really understand the issues, you probably would not make statements like that. Can I be honest? If you gave me Kamala Harris's uh, speechwriter, I feel like I could actually be persuasive. I feel like it's her awkwardness and laughing that's ruining it. That's not bad. You read that in writing, that that almost sounds like uh, four scores and seven years ago Abraham Lincoln talk. You got some good lines in there. Let, let, let's read let's read that for emphasis because now I'm starting to realize it's not that Kamala Harris's speechwriters are bad. It's that she might be even worse than President Biden when it comes to reading the teleprompter and the stupid horseshit that they put in front of her. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And when you've had the experience of meeting and understanding the significance again of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America standing firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial blah, blah, blahs. You just got to imagine that you got like the good music behind me. You got the American flag. Someone else, the producer in post, he'll cut that political ad because we got a wonderful producer who works on the show. And so don't worry, he's going to cut that clip. He's going to add the music. He's going to add the the wavy flag in the background. He's going to add the little trans kids who are crying because they're still waiting for for their penises to be ready because there's a long donor list. It's, it's only so often, and you don't want to be in the situation where you're looking for a new dick donor, and then the guy who died in a car crash has, like, a little teeny weeny penis, and you're like, well, can I, can you wait, can I wait for a dude with, like, a big old schlong to end up in a, in, 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 in a, in a crash? And they're like, it's first come, first serve. You want this weeder or not? And, and that's tough. Because, you know, if, like one of these seven or eight-year-olds trying to transition, they might look at a little putty wiener and think that it was actually a big wiener. Because what do they know? I mean, are they spending a lot of time and are, are, are there still locker rooms where dudes are just standing around naked? Seven or eight-year-olds that trying to, can you imagine that? You take a little trans kid to the penis store to try and pick out their new wiener. And then they're too stupid and little to pick out a fully sized wiener. They're trying to get a little small wiener because that's what they think is a normal wiener. And then you as the adult then have to realize, oh, maybe we should wait. Maybe maybe we should actually wait till this kid's 18 before we let them pick out their first wiener. All right, sorry. That was another tangent of, 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 of nothingness. I don't even know what I just said. But we're a thousand percent factually accurate on this program. Even the tangents, those are actually pre-written and pre-approved by my fact-checking YouTube team of the thousand percent fact-checked that's got Russian money uh, for disinformation. Because that's the only way that you can afford to be 1,000% fact-checked. Um, all right, so you got Kamala Harris here. She's uh, reading... She's saying that we need to stand up. We can't, we, we have to stand firm on territorial integrity. And that's something that Kamala Harris can understand because she has people coming over the border into her house every night. No one understands territorial integrity better than Kamala Harris because she'll just be sitting there trying to eat dinner when a bus full of immigrants just show up at her house 
And she was like, this is why, this is what happens when a nation doesn't have borders and actually protect its territories. Things can go to shit. You can just be trying to eat your dinner, ignore that there's a problem down at the border, and then you can have governors that bring the problem right to your very door. And that's why she understands better than everybody the importance of territorial integrity because of her lived experience of living at some military base mansion. I don't even quite understand where she lives, where they deliver the immigrants right to her door. All right, and why don't we watch a little bit of her laughing and fumbling her way through this dialogue on The Late Show. Let's give it a watch. That's the audience that's actually into crimes against humanity. You don't understand. That was actually uh, Russia excited about this, uh, the, the crimes against humanity. Oh, someone's telling me that we got no audio again. This fucking producer. Do you guys know how much I pay my producer and he just can't get this shit right? You know, I got to start bringing that guy uh, on camera so that you can see the fucking buffoon that is consistently sabotaging my program. Can you guys hear the StreamYard song? Because then, then this will play. All right, here, I'll back it up. I think you guys will be able to hear it now. You let me, you let me know if there's no sound again. Standing up or kneeling down and sucking dicks. Excuse me, that's inappropriate. That's our vice president, everybody. Is there audio now? Were you guys able to hear that? Nope. You guys are telling me nope. This fucking producer that I have. You know, I, I spend hours setting up everything here so that it works properly when I test it. And then I and then I come back. All right, here, here. I think I know how to fix this. Just give me a second, everybody. And uh, for those that download the show tomorrow and they're wondering why I didn't edit this moment, just take it as an opportunity to entertain yourself, you know? You don't want to completely lose your ability to entertain yourself. That's not good. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now with sound. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's pull it back a little bit so you can hear the applause of the audience. The job there was to stand up. And as you know, most of my career I spent as a prosecutor. And I declared that um, we, the United States of America, believe that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. What is and the significance? Say, what is the significance? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but I was just curious, yeah. as someone who was. Firstly, I love the comments. Uh, we have uh, Ninja Kick Damn Rabbit saying, when she couldn't be heard, she does sound much better this way. And then we've got someone else coming in going, um, ooh, I can hear her now. But that dis that disappeared. And then we got Ninja commenting that the microphone works like a corn dog. Looks like a corn dog. Kind of makes me hungry. That's the producer's fault again. I have this Tascam Mixcast 4, unbelievable piece of equipment. I used to be able to hold my, my typical stand-up microphone, my SM58. It's got more weight to it. It's funner to hold. 
and, and then the fucking producer guy. I go away on my uh, on 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 the weekend trips with Davey Smith to do live stand-up shows. You can find those dates at comicdavesmith.com or my upcoming dates at uh, um, Steamboat with Kyle Ruff. Fucking producer, man. All right, let's go back to this. It's enough complaining. Enough Jew country for one day. Is a, a DA and an AG. What is the significance of you saying that in that moment on the world stage? I think there's a great deal of significance. And in fact, I contextualize my, my speech in that statement in just that way, that as a former prosecutor, I understand the significance of reviewing and looking at the evidence and comparing it to the law. And when we look at evidence that the UN, for example, has produced that a, a child, a girl as young as four years old, was assaulted by a Russian soldier. When we look at um, the images we all saw of a, of a pregnant woman who was at a maternity. All right, I think that's enough Kamala for one day. Remember, we can't let any country at any point in time violate another country's borders because if we do, what will our world come to? We need to fight any war. Anytime anyone ever violates a border, because you know what we are? We're on the side of countries. We're on the side of countries. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad to their citizens. What we need are countries. We need countries with firm borders. And anytime a firm border is violated, it's up to us and our partners, the other countries who are also in the racket of being a country and then forcing their will upon their citizens. We all gotta be on this scam together. So any country, if you're into having your borders and being able to tax your citizens and rob them of their wealth, what we have to do is make sure that we all are on the same team here and we're respecting the lines of, hey, that's the kingship of that guy. Because if we don't respect the lines and the kingships and then the dictator that's just over that line can't continue to be mean to the people that live in that territory, the whole system's gonna fall apart. And so what we need is for everyone to respect the lines and the kings of their territories because without that, without that, the world's gonna be an evil, evil place. And forget the line that's between us and Mexico that we're not protecting or even putting a wall up at. Don't don't pay attention to that line. And then also don't pay attention to the Iraq, the Afghanistan, or any of the other places that we've droned, the important thing is that if we're not all on, on board on protecting these lines from the dictator of one area going in and then dictating in the other area, it all's over. All right, what else I got here? Hospital. I think we got one more thing on this and then you. we're gonna, oh, nope, that's the end of the topic. Our first segment, a full 30 minutes on the war. And uh, I want to take a moment, thank one of our loyal sponsors, YoDelta.com. And I want to tell you about their watermelon slices. Because almost every day of this week, I've been taking the watermelon slices before bed. Now, it's too much, it's too potent for me to eat an entire watermelon slice, even though they're only 25 milligrams. And I, I've, I've met people who are to say that they're taking like 100 milligram gummies. God bless. God bless you, noble spirits. But I've been taking just a little, a little, little nibble before I go to sleep. And I've been, I've been going to sleep nice and easy and waking up in a really good mood. If this is for, if you're over the age of 21, you're living in places where this is legal. But here's the best part about the Yodelta gummies. I've had this same bag of gummies in my freezer for about two years. And guess what? That was like my emergency stash. 
Because if the world goes to shit, you don't want to be without drugs. And now I got to go on to YoDelta.com myself and use the promo code RYM for 20% off because I need another big bag of gummies because now I'm eating this bag of gummies and I want to make sure that I have at least one bag of gummies in reserves because if things go to shit and you got a bag of YoDelta gummies and you nibble it the way I do, you can get high probably for an entire year off that bag. So for all you people out there, long-term loyal listeners of the show, I'm telling you, right now, go to YoDelta.com. Buy yourself the big bag of gummies you put in your freezer. You'll have it forever, and you'll never find yourself in a situation where you can't get high. And, you know, we're talking about things that might be going screwy in the world. So let me tell you, the, 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 price, the price of going getting high is probably going to go up. If you want to diversify your assets, you don't want to have all this thing in your local bank that's going to be taken over by Chase Bank, which is then going to be taken over by the Fed, and then is going to become Chinese-backed digital currencies. That's not what you want. What you want is a big bag of gummies in your freezer that if you ever need an emergency supply stash of getting high, you've got it. Good to go. So really what you should be doing is you should be getting yourself two big bags of gummies. One bag of gummies that you could be getting high now and another bag of gummies so you could be getting high later. And with those two bags of gummies, it doesn't matter what's going on. You'll be like, eh, I got supplies in my freezer for getting high. But keep it away from kids. If you got kids, maybe you shouldn't have it in your freezer. I mean, be a responsible adult, be over the age of 21, and uh, support our sponsors. Right now, YoDelta.com, promo card RYM, you get yourself 20% off, keep a big bag in your freezer, and keep one for, for yourself. Go on a camping trip, get 25 friends, and just and, and commit that you're not, no one's coming back from the woods until you finish all the gummies. <laughs> maybe, we'll do, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll make that, uh, hey, Mr. B, I don't know if you're in the chat, I haven't seen, I haven't seen B in, in the chat today, uh, but if you're out there, if you if you want to uh, the, the, the fund the Yodelta uh, run your mouth summer porch tour weekend of highness in the woods where everyone's got to consume a minimum amount maybe we'll do that in conjunction maybe we'll make that an event at the next um uh, <laughs> at the next the next time we do uh uh the smoke out bug out maybe we'll have we'll do a version of naked and afraid where someone's got to eat an obnoxious amount of gummies and we take their clothes and leave them in the woods for a night. And we film all of it. I don't know if the Shedcast boys are going to be down for that. And go check out the Shedcast. It's a great podcast. I'm on it nearly every single week. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe the next Smoke Out Bug Out will basically just be a stoned episode of Naked and Afraid in a public park and we'll see if someone gets arrested. All right, that's enough of that. Let's change topics here. What do we got? What do we got? We got some random lady came across my Twitter feed. I believe she works in government. I didn't do that much homework, but you know, the trans stuff that that's big in the news. We're always talking about people transitioning, detransitioning, getting themselves wieners, taking the wieners off, slapping on a vagina and whether or not this is relevant to kids. So uh, let's hear what this nice lady has to say about the topic. Because let's be clear. This is life-affirming and life-saving healthcare. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. Mommy, there's a monster under the bed. You better go you better go believe that kid. You might you might need to buy yourself a new room. You might need to shut down that room. That's really what you should do. You got a kid that comes out, goes, "Hey, I got a monster in my closet. I got a monster in the bed." You should get planks of wood. You should barricade that room. 
You shouldn't, you got to get out, you got to evacuate that room immediately. You shouldn't even be taking clothes or supplies out of the room. You should be barricading the room. And I, I mean, you might think, hey, we can't afford another room on this house, but can you afford for your child to be eating by a monster? Because if your kid comes and they say something to you, it is your obligation to believe that kid in all instances. All right, let's continue. That's what it means to be a good parent. Oh, I didn't hear what she said at the end, but um, all right. So when kids uh, come to you, you got to believe them. But what happens when you got a woke mommy who really wants uh, to play dress up with the daughter that they don't have? So every night in the kids sleep, they go, you're really a girl. You're really a girl. You want to try out being a girl yet? You want to play dress up with mommy? Mommy likes putting on makeup. Maybe you'll like putting on makeup too. What about in those instances? All right. But then I saw an even wilder story. This is from Week Magazine. Scientists successfully created healthy mice from two male parents. And when I first heard that, I was like, where's this baby coming out of? Are we talking about ass, an ass birth or a dick birth? Which, which, where, where's this baby coming out of? But then that's not even the way they did it. You know what they did? They managed to combine the genes from both dudes, shove it into a lady mouse, and then the lady mouse is giving birth to a new mouse that has some of the genes of both of those male parents. And firstly, do we know how annoying this mouse is going to be if you're combining two gay male parents into one singular DNA? And also, you're telling me I, this technology seems worthless because I feel like amongst gay men, it's going to be obvious which of them is the better genes. I feel like amongst two gay men, do you really want to splice both of your genes? Or whichever one's the better looking, you guys can just reasonably be like, all right, you make the money around here. You're the better looking one. And I'm the guy taking loads in my ass. So let's just go with your genes. I don't really understand how gay relationships work, but I just feel like in terms of all the technological developments that we're making here, are babies coming from multiple partners? Well, I guess that way you can have, uh, the relationships are going to get weird. And this is where I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the, uh, the, the somewhat pro-trans argument, which is if technology advances us past the point where, you know, you could pretty easily swap your gender and babies are just made in labs because then they can stay in their incubators longer. They actually end up with bigger brains. Maybe they're, maybe they're being altered. Their DNA is being altered. You get super babies who are basically being born out of labs and you can easily transition from male to female, uh, because it's all just science. Do we, are we still going to need the categories of male and female? I feel like a bunch of us are going to go, Hey, I prefer those categories. I, I prefer living a biblical religious life. And this is the way that God ordained us to be, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess like monkeys, they're born male and female, but you don't have any monkey scientist that's able to remove the parts and change the parts. So if you want to be the other thing and then they can successfully actually make you the other thing, are you not the other thing? I don't know. I feel like a lot of us, we approach this with uh, kind of religious conservative values, which is fine if you live a religious conservative lifestyle, but if you don't live a religious conservative lifestyle, then I don't know. To me, this is like someone's decision to do anything else, except at the moment that the technology doesn't really support it. And so it seems a little bit uh, misguided because it just seems like a, uh, it seems, it seems like a rougher lifestyle that maybe you might not want to consider it. But if it was real easy, I don't know. Who really gives a shit? But for kids, that's where it just goes too far. All right, you know, it's an uncomfortable topic. I don't even know why I wanted to go. I just wanted to tell you about mouses uh, that they've managed to figure out 
how to shove two male genes into a single female so that you could have an ultra gay baby. So if you thought that people were a little bit too gay now, just wait till we're breeding double gay male genes. Or maybe that kid ends up coming out straight. Maybe it's like, you know, two positives make a negative mathy type thing. I don't know. All right, moving on. San Francisco to introduce 5 million per person reparations plan for black people. And if they're going to start giving away 5 million people, $5 million, and then every black person starts moving to San Francisco, haven't you just found a new way to enforce segregation? <laughs> and especially like the 5 million sounds like a lot now, but after all these bank failures, it sounds to me like these liberals are just trying to reinstitute uh, segregation by tricking people into moving into one location because they think there's money there until they all get the money and then they find out that it's worthless. All right, what else did I have? We've got Stormy Daniels. She's uh, she's out there. Donald Trump might go down because of the uh, affair he had with, uh, with, with a porn star. I mean, how noble of a person is Donald Trump? How, how above board were all of his business dealings if the only thing that we can get him on is the fact that he got his dick sucked by a porn star and then he paid her for her services. I mean, talk about being a well-paid lady for your services. She's got $130,000 in hush money. If anything, you know how many women must be out there going, fuck, I barely got any hush money. Where's my hush money check? I mean, I, did, was this the only time that Donald Trump ever had this happen to him? That there aren't other women out there being like, yo, where the fuck is my hush money? I'm going to get out there and talk. Was that a one-off that he looked at the, the Stormy Daniels lady? And typically speaking, he's an honest Christian man and he's never cheating on his wife. But when he saw Stormy Daniels, he's like, I'm going to have to make this happen. And so she got the $130,000 check. But then this is what I love about Stormy Daniels. Firstly, her last lawyer ended up in jail for, I think, stealing her money in the end. But this has been a long, ongoing racket. And this is what I love. This is what Stormy Daniels, because, I mean, this is politics now. Yeah, you, you want you want good political analysis. You need people like me who are a 1,000% fact-checked and uh, sponsored by Russia. Or you need to hear from your uh, local porn star, because that's what the news should be publishing, is what porn stars have to say. And so in this case, she's she's just happy that she's getting help in her continuing fight for truth and justice. You're a whore. What truth and justice? You suck the guy's dick. You work in porn. You got paid $130,000 in hush money. What truth and justice is needed here? Do we even need more exposure on the story? You've already been on Kimmel. You've already talked about the president's wiener. You've already gotten out there. Everyone knows that this happens and nobody cares. What truth and justice do you think hasn't been served on your behalf after you got a $130,000 payment for blowing the old president? Who gives a shit? Speaking of which, if you want a wiener that's going to be well represented, people are out there, they're on the news and they're talking about your wiener, you want you want them to at least say this, that when he was wearing his underwear, I thought that thing was going to be huge. And then once it was inside of me, it didn't feel that impressive and it didn't last that long. But when he was wearing his underwear, my God, did that thing look good. And so that's why it's our other loyal sponsor. It's support the sponsor day here at the Run Your Mouth podcast that Rob can update his sweater wardrobe. And yes, I talk about myself in the third person now. So go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, and get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. We're coming up to sweaty summer season, and you don't want to be in your old shitty Fruit of the Loom or your fucking prisoner papery, really thin underwear that you fart in it 
and 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 then you end up with the, you only get so many farts in thin underwear. That's a fact of thin underwear because we're a thousand percent fact checked and supported by Russia here. You get that really thin, papery, shitty underwear. That also you never want to have an underwear that's got just the open front in it without the button, because then you end up with like a little bit of pecker view, but it's never a good pecker view. It's never showing off your junk in the best light. So what you need is sheathunderwear.com. The greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. We're using our promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. Even if there's a better promo code up on the website, use my promo code. You know, let, let them know that I sent you. Spend a couple extra bucks. Support the show. And we're the greatest underwear that's ever that's ever existed. Not to mind, the guy They've been on our show for two fucking years, dude. All right, let's continue. That video is formatting. It's fucking producer. Um, it was basically just Janet Yellen letting us know that it's not a bailout. What's going on right now, it's not a bailout. Just Janet Yellen is doing her part to help the good folks who do private equity get back into the game and make absurd profits while gutting industries. So don't worry. I mean, it's not a bailout. It's just venture capitalists, the wealthiest, most privileged, probably least do-gooders in the entire financial game making sure that they're getting their money back. And also like those tech people that have had it really good for a while. But that's not the only bailout news. We actually have banks bailing out other banks. That's where we're at now. Banks, they're turning around and they're going, listen, instead of competing with you for deposits, I'm going to actually bail you out. So what happened here? Here's the latest on banks, stocks, and interest rates. Four of the country's biggest banks. This is from the New York Times. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo agreed to contribute $5 billion each. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley will contribute $2.5 billion each. And BNY Mellon, PNC Bank, State Street, uh, Truist, and U.S. Bank will each add $1 billion. So you got $30 billion. I think that was a the math there going to um, First Republic Bank. And you would think, hey, if all of these deposits are leaving that bank and they're coming into my bank and I get to do fractional reserve banking and I get to now create more free money, I get to make more loans, uh, uh, th this is amazing. All these other players are going to collapse and then I'm going to be able to pick up all their business. So what do you think is going on here that the other banks are actually giving back the money of all the people that are fleeing those banks to make sure that those banks don't close. Well, I think there's a couple of things in play here. One is uh, they don't want people to realize the way the banking system works. And they're going to realize how fully socialized our banking system is. Even your average foe, if everyone starts bailing out of their local banks because they realize that we're better off all being in a JP Morgan chase, maybe at some point, firstly, they realize, oh, these banks are insolvent. And then they go, well, why is it that J.P. Morgan Chase isn't insolvent? Is it something to do with their relationship with the Fed? Why do they have this relationship that nobody else has? So I think that's part of it. And then I also think that the Fed basically said, hey, listen, we can't be bailing out banks, but you guys are all royally fucked if we don't step in. So instead of us stepping in and bailing them out, why don't you guys go, hey, we're all trying to help each other out here. We're just the good, honest bankers of the world that even we want to make sure that our competitors are able to continue to service their communities. So go ahead. You know, why don't you guys, you guys all chip in. And then we got like, listen, we've got your back here. We know if the thing continues to cascade up that we're going to have to step in and give you guys the money. But at the moment, it really looks bad. 
So why don't you guys just look like the good guys and you go hand them the money. And then, you know, the next time we fake a coronavirus, we'll just hand it back to you or we'll do the repo things. Like, don't worry, we've got this figured out. Listen, we, we already have it figured out where we're able to get Chase Bank all the money they need no matter what. No problems asked, no questions asked. It's easy to do. But for us to start giving money to like a First Republic Bank, that's going to make things look bad. So you guys just pretend like it's charity. That's the way that we're going to do it here. I think uh, we've got a problem going on. And uh, I'm going to talk about another example of this in a couple moments. But I think that there is a very good pitch by a socialist politician to stand up and go, the banking system is socialized. We should just fully nationalize the banks. I'm not saying that I agree with that, but I do. I, I think that that is a captivating argument. The argument that you and I would make is, hey, we've got to restore freedom here because look at how corrupt this thing is. And it's favoring these uh, select individuals. And these select individuals are engaged in fractional reserve banking, expansionary monetary policies. They're stealing our wealth. They're creating false signals play, signals in the marketplace. Everybody's making bad investments. The only way to make any money here is to predict what the government's going to do. Uh, there's no reason to create a business. All you got to do is pretend like you're aligned with government and then hope that you get them some money by complaining, whining, and pretending like you're uh, building windmills, uh, protecting us from the environment. It's not about good, honest investments. It's not about creating value in the marketplace. It's not about goods and services that are cheaper than your competitors. It's about lining, your, lining yourself with the Fed. It's not about actually treating your patients as much as it is selling a vaccine or whatever the newest technology that they want in people's arms are. It's never about value, good services, or competition. It's about aligning yourself with what government wants because that's where the real money is. That's the current environment that we live in. And so what do you got to do? Well, you got to get rid of the Fed. You got to get rid of all these banks. You got to restore honest, free markets. And then you end up with prosperity. You end up with the forces of capitalism. And uh, you end up with actual exchanges based off of value and freedom of exchange. And then there you go. You get the harmony amongst men where there's no force. And every exchange is based off of freedom and mutual benefit. But guess what? Let's be honest, we're never going to educate people to that, or at least the site's grim. And I know all you fucking Bitcoin, well, Bitcoin does that. Why don't you just talk about Bitcoin more? Bitcoin accomplishes all of that. It's actually your fault because you're not on your show every day just talking about the Bitcoin and how Bitcoin solves all this. What we need is more Bitcoin evangelicus. Get your Bitcoin Bible and get out there and convert everyone and just constantly educate them to the fact that Bitcoin, it actually removes the educational aspect because if we all move on to this thing, it's the only thing that you can't just keep that's outside of the hands of government and they just can't keep fucking printing it, blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. I get all this. And that voice in my head, that's not what we were talking about. What I'm talking about is that I think that we're actually at risk of a politician who's smart enough to come around and instead of just preaching general socialism like Bernie Sanders does, uh, starting to have a conversation about nationalizing the banks of, hey, we've already got this Federal Reserve. We've already got that we uh, every single bank deposit in this country is basically backed by us. Every single time these guys go under, they need a bailout. Why are all these fucks making all this fucking money and profit if every time the losses are just being socialized? Look at how many, like, just to look at the, the, the system and go, listen, this is basically just fucking socialized at this point anyways. 
You've got us saying that we're going to basically back everybody's reserves 100%. What are we just going to back the reserves 100% of the people in private equity and the wealthy people of the tech sector? And then you get the bigger banks going, okay, all these deposits are leaving that bank. So we're just going to give them free money back so that they have enough of their shit because we know that the Fed's going to protect us. At what point do we basically just admit to the fact that banking is nearly entirely socialized, but there's an element of capitalism there just so that the more advanced players can benefit from it. And I know that some of you people go, well, to whatever degree we actually have the capitalism in the system, it's going to work better than if it was fully socialized. And I agree with you. What I'm saying is I feel like unless we actually start making a push towards freedom, you're going to see someone sophisticated to get up and make an argument towards, hey, why don't we just fully nationalize this? And then if you didn't think that these fucking weasels at SVB were bad enough, they're out there, run their business into the ground, taking all this free money, buying long-term debt, which makes no fucking sense. Then they get a bailout for all their customers. Now they're taking trips into Hawaii. And if you didn't think that all of that was already pretty bad, here's the worst thing they've done yet. They're trying to blame it on remote work. And you keep your fucking mouth shut. Don't ruin this for the rest of us. You fucking ruin your business because you make dumb fucking bets. You get literal free money being deposited. You're the darling child of the world that the entire tech sector is parking their money with you. And you guys fucking ruin it. And you try and blame it on remote work so that everyone else has an excuse to be pulling us back to our offices to not only have to work for a living, but ruin fucking waste time on commutes, pretending to make conversation with people that you don't like, being stuck in cubicles, debating whether or not you can fart freely. That's the best part about being at home. You can just fart. When you're working on an office team, you got to do, well, you got to start, half of your brain is wasted thinking about, hey, can I take a bathroom break now? Do I want to waste a bathroom break on this fart because my manager just saw me take a bathroom break? I don't want to have to go into HR again, have a conversation with them about the fact that I'm an anxious dude and I got irritable bowel syndrome and you, you, you got me surrounded by women because you wanted to hire all these women. They're always looking at me all the time. And then for lunch, you make me eat lunch at specific hours. You make me order from these specific restaurants and that's fucking up my stomach. And now I got to decide whether or not I, I already took a bathroom break and whether or not I want to fart at my desk or not. Is that the lifestyle? Think about how many productive hours have been wasted by people sitting at their desk thinking about whether or not that they could fart. We're talking about hours of wasted productivity. My God, would I love to see someone give this presentation to Congress and go, uh, listen, we're debating whether or not we should be bringing people back to work. But I would like to point out that um, the issue here is not just the lost time sitting in traffic and commuting and the stress of getting to work. Uh, apparently, after further research, we've discovered that many Americans uh, waste 20 percent of their day thinking about whether or not they can fart at their desk. All right. And then along the lines of what I was just describing with the uh, ability for some socialists to come in and preach their socialism. This was an interesting chart. It just came across my Twitter feed. I don't know how accurate it is, but I do think that there is uh, some truth and wisdom to the theme. So this was a comparison between what the $220 billion could have paid for. And I didn't even think about this. I've been out here. I've been screaming left and right about the non-fairness of student loan debts, that I'm student, don't loan debt free. How dare you give money back to these people so that they can come into the market and start buying houses that I want to buy and sleeping with women that I want to sleep with? I don't want to have to compete with these individuals. They went to summer camp. They had their fun then. I want to start having my fun now. Fair enough. Simple logic. Everyone can relate to what I just said. But 
you start looking at some of the uh, biggest goals of the socialists. And now you might say, all right, well, even, even if we gave all that money to these kids, you're just going to be creating a problem that the college is going to realize, oh, there's a bailout and you're going to have the same problem. They're going to raise their costs. And then you can look at the prices of college and go, look, once you instituted loans, well, what did the price of college do? Did it get cheaper for kids? Did it become more affordable or did we just saddle them with more debt? So yes, I guess it's true. Any government money in the system, it, it's, just, it's just making a deal with the devil where uh, you, you think you're winning and then you find out that there's a cost for it. So fair enough. Yeah, so you know what? I guess this chart's kind of not true because what this chart tries to suggest is, hey, if the government's just going to give out free money, isn't there better causes for the free money, right? Why are we going to give $150 billion to Silicon Valley so that these tech companies can have their money, that the wealthy and the privileged can continue to be the wealthy and the privileged. And actually, now I'm back on board with this. Look at that. Look at the way I'm able to change my mind, everybody. Look at the flexibility of my brain. Yeah, that's true. Why the fuck are these people getting a bailout? If these people are getting, like, that's the problem with, the, like, half socialism is that you just get to pick winners. So the fucking privilege, like, that, that, that's the way that socialism essentially works, or half socialism, is that you've got your current winners, and since they're currently the winners, it's like Calvinism. It's like you got the damned and the blessed. So these people are clearly the blessed, so let's just give them more good stuff because clearly God picked them to be the blessed. I don't know if that's Calvinism, but let's just go with it. Like, these people are blessed. Like, look, they already have money, so let's just get them more money. And then these people are fucked, so, you know, they're supposed to be fucked. So let's just take the money from the fucked and give it to the blessed because they're already, like, the, the proof's in the pudding. They're already blessed. So if they if they already got things good things going for them, that's proof of the fact that they're supposed to have good things going for them, so let's just give them more money. Oh, for everyone listening to the show that can't see the chart, so we've got $220 billion, that was $150 billion, went to the Silicon Valley Bank bailout, $70 billion went to the Signature Bank bailout. By comparison, at least according to this chart from Breakthrough News, I don't know the sort, I don't know if the, the, the chart's even accurate. It's just, there, there's something to be said, and this is the problem because it's like, nothing ever gets ramped down. Like, you look at the cost of war, and you and I would agree, all right, if we could choose between the cost of war or paying for uh, childcare or people's health stuff, you go, yeah, I'd rather pay for the health, but it doesn't work that way. What ends up happening is you go, why are you paying for that? And you're not paying for this. And then they just end up paying for everything. And then you just end up with more government money in the system, which, like I said, it's always a deal with the devil where it feels like they're doing something helpful. But then you actually take and you got to try and go spend the money. And then you realize, oh, the item just cost more and it didn't actually help at all. All right. It's enough of that. We have a couple more topics. Oh, this I thought was real interesting. But why don't I actually take a breath? Why don't I take a breath before uh, before we get into this one? Let's take a couple comments. Let's have National Socialism, uh, Ninja Kick Damn Robot, and that's my final solution. There you go. We just need a guy with a thin mustache who can yell like I do. Why did Peter, Peter Thiel set the off SVB run into motion? Did he set it off into motion, or is he just, like, really, really slick, saw coming, and managed to get out? It's a controlled demolition amba bamba send me an email robsnewsroom at gmail.com i would be happy to read that over and take a look it's interesting to to say the least we've got jonathan tuner saying he caught the rare live stream and then we've got pulse hex the main reason in getting a prosty is they won't talk jeesh that was a great norm mcdonald joke about what happens in vegas stays in vegas all right taking a look at this chart and uh, I'd like to remind everyone that even though we're a thousand percent fact-checked and we're uh, backed by Russia, uh, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. 
Uh, and that's just a silly little line that I drew with a little thing off the clipping tool. But this already uh, goes back way down the Run Your Mouth archives. I think I spoke to uh, Guy Swan about this and others that when I was looking at the old Bitcoin charts, it seemed like uh, everything was kind of following the same inflated pattern and it was just all coming back to where it was. But I have a general theory of the S&P is that, you know, if you look at all the Fed money from 2008, are we just going back down to where it was before the Fed money was there? Or are they just going to continue to figure out how to funnel money in so that it can stay at the uh, propped up levels? Now, the reason I bring up this chart, or just what I kind of think is interesting about this chart, is that, oh, you know what, I, I probably should have started the episode with this because after I yell for an hour, no, no, we're gonna, we're, we're, I'm going to make the basic point here. It might not be the most fluid of points I've made, might, might not be the most well-articulated, but hey, if we just get it out this time, maybe we'll be a little bit more focused and clear the next time. One day's information about the amount of money that actually existing in the system drying up, look at what it did to the stock price of First Republic Bank. So you have SVB goes down. The reason why SVB goes down, according to my best understanding at this point in time, was that they had bought these longer term bonds. They had to actually write down their value. And then you start seeing that their bank balance sheet was at an inflated value because they had to write down an asset. They have to write down an asset, people panic, and they get out of that bank. After they get out of that bank, people start getting concerned about these other banks. But really, what is the signal that we're seeing? It's just a signal that the amount of money that's supposed to be in the system doesn't really exist in the system. I feel like it's really that simple. You've got values and evaluations that are dependent on like a certain amount of money being out in the system and that amount of demand existing and so prices being propped up based off of an amount of money being in the system and when you start seeing signals of oh there isn't that much wealth created here there isn't that much demand there isn't actually that much money in the system well then all of a sudden things start coming down really really fast and so like you look at this chart for first republic bank and you're like so it dropped that much in one day like what really changed in the bank over the course of one day well, other banks collapsed, and then people started looking at the banks and going, oh, do I really, I guess, see, uh, like, I don't know, I, I guess where I get most interested, and uh, in a different world where, you know, I wanted to have more nice sweaters and actually golf, and I did more homework, and I read things, and I didn't drink, and I didn't do stand-up comedy, and I didn't podcast, because how informed can you be when you spend this much time podcasting and just talking? There's only so many hours in the day. And then you've, you know, all right, anyways, I, I think it would be interesting to look at like historic PE ratios against the Fed money and where you actually think that assets would be priced at. But the point I'm, the point I'm just making here, and this is, I guess, a simple finance point where they go, hey, stocks take the stairs up and the escalators down or the elevator down or the, the Joe Biden fall down. That's what they do. You know, it's like a slow little shuffle up and then it's one trip down the stairs and you're already at the bottom. But it's just interesting that all it takes is a single signal of the fact that there isn't actually as much money in the system as they say is in the system. And then, boom, look at the way these prices are coming down. I hope that feels good. I hope, I hope that makes you feel good about whatever uh, money you've got in the, uh, in the markets. Uh, and this is why we got to broadcast more regularly. We, we don't want to be an hour into the show trying to make sophisticated points like that. 
Ohio sues Norfolk Southern over train derailment. This is from Week Magazine. The state of Ohio is suing Norfolk Southern over the derailment of one of its trains that released toxic chemicals in East Palestine's last month, State Attorney General Dave Yoss said Tuesday. The lawsuit accuses Norfolk Southern of violating state and federal laws on the handling of hazardous waste, negligence, and air and water pollution. The state is asking for damages and financial penalties and a declaratory judgment that Norfolk Southern is responsible, Yost said. This derailment was entirely avoidable, Yost said, adding that the fallout would reverberate through Ohio and Ohioans for many years to come. The state wants the rail operator reimburse it for costs, including emergency response and economic harm. And if the state is suing Norfolk Southern over train derailment, isn't anything that they sue them over also an admission of the fact that it's taken place. So in other words, if they're going to sue that there's toxic chemicals in the air, isn't the state itself also admitting to the fact that there's toxic chemicals in the air? And if we have a relationship with the state, that there's organizations such as the EPA that are supposed to be warning us if something is unsafe, then isn't the government also like the government's has they're like a partner, if anything, of this company. Isn't that fun that they get to turn on the partner and go, hey, it's this guy's fault. Well, it might have been their fault, but you've also got a responsibility that if it's unsafe to tell me that it's unsafe, that's kind of your job. And so even though the initial incident might have been this train and the train might have overspilled and they might have put chemicals in the air, once the train company puts the chemicals in the air, it's your obligation to tell me whether or not I should be getting out of my house and my house is unsafe. And if you government didn't do that, then they should bear responsibility. Now, if there was fraud on behalf of the company where the company pretended like things were safe, relayed that information to the government, and that influenced the government's decision in telling you that you could stay in your home, then yes, I guess only the company should be responsible. But if that's not the case, I almost feel like anything that this government, that the government is bringing against the company is also an admission of their own guilt. All right. And speaking of this comment right here from Anarcha Rico saying, no, 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 it's all safe and effective. Let's uh, give a listen to these fine words from Fauci. Well, that, that leads to the question, Joe, and we'd like the answer from you, Dr. Fauci, who you're the pride of Holy Cross College, uh, and I don't believe you were in medical school with uh, Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan, but how many booster shots do you think we will be getting? Uh, there's one available now, but how, how long in the future will we be getting booster shots? You know, we don't know definitively the answer to that, but it is likely that this thing is not going to disappear. It's not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated. So it's going to be around, you know, for the foreseeable future. So it is likely that we will require an intermittent, likely at the same time as we get a flu vaccine, at least one. I just want to point out, isn't it incredible that it's three years and we still don't know? It's so it's still again, it's likely it could be. I don't know. It's probably sticking around. You should probably get the shot. You should probably get more of the shots. It's probably that's that's why we got world experts making nine hundred thousand dollars a year that even after three years, all the money spent, you can still just get on. I could be. I don't know. I maybe, but you know, we're not sure. But everyone's got to do it. We don't actually know, but everyone's got to do it. Once a year, very similar to what we do to keep updated on our immunity against influenza, it is very likely that the similar situation we'll be experiencing with COVID, namely getting a booster. Let, let leads. All right. 
And as we watch Fauci up there fucking blundering, fucking going on and on, clearly doesn't even know. <laughs> for all of you out there that hope for truth and justice, we're, we're really going to end on a positive, inspiring message right now. Really see the forces of good stepping in, shining that beautiful light of disinfectant of truth, exposing all these lies. Well, this just happened today. This is from CNN. The Senate voted Thursday to advance a bill, bill requ- repealing two Iraq War Power Acts as lawmakers work to reassert, reassert their authority in military in- intervention abroad. Skipping ahead. The move would mark a formal conclusion to the conflicts and a symbolic reassertion of Congress's ability to declare war. So even though we're no longer at those wars, we might finally actually declare those wars to be over. And so if you want to know what the timetable is of government actually admitting to a mistake and then trying to correct itself, uh, I guess we're looking at about 20 years. All right, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will be back most likely on Monday with another episode, hopefully Wednesday, maybe even Friday. That, that's where we're going for is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Although this weekend, I'm actually off the road and I'm going to fucking party. Dude, Phil Eschen Friends is back at the Capitol Theater. I feel like every time I try and buy concert tickets, I always end up with a gig, which is great. It's great. I had to give up goose tickets the other week because I had my weekly Wednesday show at Cafe Bohemian. I was like, no, four people might be showing up, so I can't be going to see goose. But then I realized, oh, my God, I'm actually free on a Friday night, and Phil Eschen Friends is here, and he's charging overpriced tickets, and he's finally not COVID carding. He's the last person that wasn't COVID carding that finally got rid of the COVID cards, but I'm giving up on my idea. I'm, I'm forgiving the guy because uh, Goose, the guitarist, is playing with Phil. And I feel like Phil's basically pretty close to dead. So, you know, it's probably my last chance to buy an overpriced ticket to see Phil and friends at the Capitol Theater. So I might get really fucked up on Friday and then not want to do an episode Monday because I might I might I might really get after it. But then in that case, we'll be back on Wednesday. And you guys aren't my manager. You don't care. You just check out the show when I put it out. You're like, you can quit. You can quit uh, laying your Jew hatred on me as if there's supposed to be a fit schedule of when the thing could just do it when you want to do it. You guys are very forgiven. You you, have, you had nicer parents than I did that that's the voice in your head of just like, why why you got to keep uh, making these excuses and feeling guilty about it? Just do it when you want to do it. That, that's, probably a, that's probably a better approach to life. All right, that's our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. More tour dates coming at you soon. Back next week at some point with another episode. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Do things with your weekend that are fun. 